0: Welcome to Spooky South Coast Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it doesn't AM 1420 WBSM presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa.
1: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Better late than never. Right,
2: right. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. And uh, we had a little bit of car trouble getting here. And we actually still have car trouble. Yes, it's quite uh, paranormal. I don't know if it's paranormal or just the fact that I need a battery. It's above normal. <laughs> we uh we actually went to turn the key to come down here and the battery was completely dead. And somebody jumped yeah. us and we're like, "Oh, that's fine. It'll charge up by the time we get there." And no. No, and we tried turning no. the key again and nothing. So, any AAA drivers that are listening, you know, I'll, yeah. I I have my AAA card with me, so uh if you want to just meet us here, the show gets over at midnight. We usually, you know, <laughs> we usually, uh, saunter out of here around like what one one thirty? Yeah, something like that. We're After we're done, lo- out. you know, uploading the podcast and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we do enjoy each other's company too. Yeah. We've been to, uh, together quite a bit today. Yeah, right. It's been a long day. It has been. We've been uh, <laughs> we've been running around all day, but that's all right. We are here to talk with you about the paranormal, as we are each and every Saturday night. And we've actually we've not been here the last couple of weeks because we've been at our Legend Trips wow. events. And uh, highly successful Legend Trips events. We have now raised nearly $15,000 to benefit the historic haunts where we hold our events. Uh, Two weeks ago, we were at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast in Fall River. And last week, we were at the USS Salem in Quincy, which was pretty pretty cool. I I do have to say, though, it was a little too hot for me. A little too humid. Yeah, yeah. It was a little. But But then again, when you're in that ship, you're in a giant tin can, essentially. Right, right. And uh, when I left, uh, it took days to get the ship stink off me. <laughs> you had the ship stink? I had the ship stink. I actually opened up, you know, the big Tupperware buckets that I bought to uh, yeah. hold all the paper goods and everything? I, I thought that was just me, but I'm glad
2: someone else has it. No,
1: no, so. it's ship stink. It, <laughs> it is the real deal. And when I opened up the cover yeah. to that bucket.
2: Well, that, and there was so many people there. Also, that's, right. that could attribute to why it was so hot. But
1: uh, yeah, it definitely made it hotter.
2: Not the, not the ship's thing. And we did
1: we didn't pick well, the one we did, room though. in the entire ship, although it was the only room big enough to hold that many people. We picked the one room on the ship where the air conditioning didn't work. Right. <laughs> All they had was a big giant fan, which... You know, Kira, we love you, but you probably should have given a few people an- another <laughs> chances in front of that fan. All right, uh, we are normally broadcasting both on WBSM and on Spooky TV, and uh, tonight because of the you know the rush to get here and the car trouble, uh, we did not set up Spooky TV. But the chat room is still open. If you want to join us on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com, dot com, we can discuss things with you that way. And Matt, you can uh, hang out in the chat room since you don't have to handle yes, all the video yes, duties. I won't. So, uh, but we have a great show for you tonight. We have Lisa Campion joining us tonight. And uh, we were going to have Lisa on uh, a little while ago, and uh, things just didn't work out. But uh, we have her now. And she's going to share with us a little bit about her abilities and how she came about them and how they work for her. And then coming up in the next hour, we'll open up the phone lines, and you can call in and, uh, and experience Lisa's gifts for yourself. Uh, she is probably... Uh, you know Chris wrote a, a great blog post Chris Balzano wrote a great blog post on our website uh, about being empathic and about Lisa being an empath and uh, it's very interesting because to me I'm not I'm not empathic toward anybody I'm not sympathetic <laughs> I have no empathy I'm a, I'm a stone I'm a cold stone so let's bring Lisa on right now good evening Lisa how are you
3: I'm good, thanks, how
1: are you? Uh, we're doing well, would uh, be doing a lot better if my car would start again I know, that's a bummer I know, yeah. and thanks for the uh, psychic heads up too, by the way Yeah, your battery's toast, sorry <laughs> So uh, describe to us a little bit about, I mean, uh, we've had other psychics on the show So we understand, you know, the, that side of the abilities But explain to everybody what an empath is and what an empath does
3: Well, an empath is, one, empathy is like one of the psychic gifts So I, that's how I see it you know, like psychic gifts manifest through all different kinds of channels. So, um, you can you you can be a visual psychic, which I also am as well, um, <clears throat> where you you know you see things, and um, sometimes you see things with your eyes open, and sometimes you see things with your inner eye. You can be aud- an auditory psychic, which is hearing the voices in your head kind of thing. Um, you can be um, uh, knowing this is like intuition, which is almost everybody has some intuition, which is. You don't know why you know. You just know. Right. You know, like how many Your times station
1: you, for oh, the South oh. Coast. I wish I had known that that was going to fire off.
3: Yeah. How, or you might have, like, you know, put your key in the car today and go, geez, you know, I have this feeling my battery's not going to start today.
1: <laughs> right? I feel that way every day about my car.
3: a <laughs> oh, today you were right. So, or you have, like, intuition is sort of like a, like a feeling. It's either a knowing or a feeling. Um, and empathy is just another one of those things. So em- people who are empathic... Um, experience feeling other people's feelings like their their own feelings. It's a little different from the psychological quality of empathy, which you were talking about. Um, and I refuse to believe that you don't that you don't have any because I I know you do. But you know the psychological quality of empathy is like you see somebody feeling a feeling and you're like, oh, that person looks sad. Isn't that too bad? And that's what you know everybody does. But an empath experiences that like you know of feeling that person's sadness like it's there. So right, you so it's almost like it's, it's happening like, to
1: them. They're yeah, going through it as well.
3: That's right. You sit next to that person, you're like, oh,
4: my God, I'm so sad.
3: <laughs> you know, and it can take a while for you to figure out that it's actually the other person's feeling that you're feeling. And yet that's emotional empathy. And the other kind of empathy that many people have is physical empathy. And that's when you put your hands on people and you feel in your body what they're feeling in their body. And pretty much any good massage therapist or body worker has a degree of that,
1: you know. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, because they're they're kind of tuning into you know this is where it hurts, right? And like they know where you know they know right where to go. So now, but being that and having that ability, it must be. We we talk all the time with people who have psychic gifts about how hard it is for them to turn it off. It it must be. uh, uh, I'm sorry. uh, You know, just overwhelming for you. To have yeah. to experience that Unless you really do know how to turn it off When you're in a crowded setting because I did it's I had to learn
3: I spent the first 20 years of my life Looking for the off switch Okay um, For both my, my psychic gifts and my empathy um, And you know I was um, I was a, you know, a, child, a kid in the 60s and 70s There wasn't anything There was no spooky radio or TV There were no books There were no psychics on TV No new age books There was just nothing Like Nobody was talking about it. I mostly had to figure stuff out, you know, by myself, which was somewhat painful. And now I really uh, appreciate one of the reasons why I like to do the work that I do is I like helping other people not have to do that, you know. So I know that people who have a strong degree, who are really empathic, really, really suffer. And they suffer from anxiety, depression. They get, um, they kind of get a little housebound, like it's hard to be in crowds or, they, they go to the mall, and, you know, it's really difficult for them. Kind of the nor- things that non-empathic people take for granted can be really trying to an empath. And so a lot of times people talk to me about, like, well, it's more like they feel more like it's a curse than something you should be happy about.
1: Sure. Right? I- but do you find that these people though are drawn into uh, fields and into life paths where they just naturally want to help people? I mean, yeah, it's one definitely. thing to have to walk down uh, you know the main aisle of the mall and have to deal with that, but imagine people who work in a hospital. Oh well, yeah, that's and have right. Soaking so all that pain.
3: There's this sort of terrible catch twenty two really that um, people who are empathic have big, squishy, compassionate hearts, and they really love helping people. So we're always super, you know, uh, giving and loving, and we want to do help. And at the same time, that kind of wanting to help puts us in the line of fire. So the way that I look at it is empathy, physical empathy and emotional empathy is a perfect diagnostic tool. If you're a healer, a caretaker, service provider, um, suddenly it all makes sense. Like, you know, I'm I'm an energy healer and I've been doing energy work and energy healing for a really long time. And I teach and train other people how to do that, too. And, then and when I realized that I use my empathy as a diagnostic tool like an x-ray machine or, you, you know, you're going to take your car to the mechanic, you're going to hook it up to one of those, you know, uh, computers, that, diagnostic computers and tell you what's wrong with your car. And, and that's what empathy does. That's what, you, that's what it's for. That's why we're meant to have it. Um, and then once you understand that, it suddenly makes sense and it becomes, you know, easier to understand why, why we would have that and why it's a gift.
1: And and having empathy, does that make it easier for you to kind of tune in? Uh, Say when you're giving someone a reading, are you able to kind of hone in a little bit quicker? Or does it still go through the process? Yeah, Yeah,
3: for sure. Definitely. And I um, love to do in-person sessions, although I do work a lot on the phone and Skype these days. Um, But my favorite way to work is in person in my session, and I combine an energy uh, healing with a psychic reading. So if you come into my office, I put you on my energy Okay, my massage table, and put my hands on you, and all of a sudden I get twice as much information if I'm not doing that. Um, So I think it's it's really great tool for a psychic.
1: It definitely seems like at least those who I know who have the abilities, you know, the the tactile connection, it it makes it so much more easier to to hone in uh, than just trying to get it through somebody's voice or through whatever you know frequencies they're vibrating at.
3: That's definitely true. But so phone readings. I have to work a lot harder, and Skype is somewhat easier because, you know, when you're Skype, you can see the person, and I get a little bit more visual hits that way. Um, I love, actually, Skype sessions are so fun. So, you,
1: you do teach some classes through your website, too. Are those in-person classes or are those like, uh, like telelearning?
3: Um, I do some of both. So I teach Reiki. I've been teaching Reiki for 14, almost 15 years now. And those are classes I do um, at my, my studio in Medway, Massachusetts. Um, and then my psychic development classes this year are all going to be teleclasses. So um, I'm doing, I'm getting, pulling a group of people from, you know, more, more all over the place than just local these days. So they'll be, um, starting in um, October, I'm doing a teleclass, 12-week teleclass series on psychic development that I'm pretty excited about.
1: But if people want to, uh, you know, kind of get a feel for what you're all about, they can go to your website because you have a great blog there that you're constantly updating.
3: Yeah, I have a great blog. I really like to blog, and um, uh, part of what I've done in the past is being a professional writer. So I worked um, for I worked for Ziff Davis as a freelance writer for a whole bunch of years. So I love writing. I love blogging. Um, I I crack myself up in my blog. I don't know if anybody else thinks it's funny, but I'm I do. Um, so I love to write. In fact, I'm writing a book about empathy that's going to be published pretty soon called The Gift of Empathy. That's really my take on this whole on this whole topic of empathy, and um, I'm really excited about that too. But, yeah, my website's a good resource, and I do have quite a lot of resources on my website, articles and videos and things like that that I've done about empathy.
1: Now, uh, when, when people do want to book a reading with you, uh, and, and you said that you do – uh, have some via Skype and some over the phone. Uh, I mean, are you getting requests from people who are kind of all over the country, all over the world because they've heard about? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that makes it hard because you want to be able to be there for them. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's got to be so much harder for you. And you said you have to work harder, uh, but it's got to just be harder to stare at a screen and get the same type of experience as you do with meeting somebody.
3: Yeah, it's not it's not the same for sure. I mean, I definitely prefer the in-person, but... Um, you know, you take what you can get and I I just get excited about helping people in general. So, if it's over the phone, then that's great. Skype's a little better. I think Skype's so fun, so I really like my Skype sessions. Um, <clears throat> but any way I can get to people is is works for me.
1: So, doing all these Skype sessions, what's what's probably the weirdest place anybody had a camera set up?
3: Um, <laughs> I did a session for somebody who was really far. I think she was in San Francisco and there were, you know, there's a bit of a time difference and she had to sneak out of her office and um she was doing that she was like huddled in the corner of a Starbucks.
4: Like <laughs> hey, you know, free Wi-Fi.
3: Yeah, free Wi-Fi. She was just had to go somewhere um where she could do that. And so we're ha- we're having this like really deep, you know, personal conversation about some really, really personal aspect of our life. I think we're talking about her relationship. And she's, like, whispering, so people over here, and she had this pretty big emotional breakthrough, so then she's crying. She's crying and whispering into her computer in the corner of Starbucks.
1: And meanwhile, <laughs> somebody's yelling out, Grande Vanilla Latte for Larry.
3: <laughs> you know, it's just sort of a, a, a really busy, crowded place, and she's having, like, a breakdown in the middle of it, it so.
1: Well we we've had some okay. guests join us via Skype here in the past and one of the uh, earliest ones that we had insisted on having video and uh, s- and yeah. sat there with no shirt on. So I'm no not way. Gonna, I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> Doc, oh my god. Dr. Lewis Cherry. <laughs> but uh well, yeah. let's
3: hope it was a man. I don't it,
1: know. It, it well, I mean, I might have been hoping that it wasn't, It would have been more <laughs> interesting. But no, it was a man, so. That's funny So uh, on your website you do have uh, a bit of a bio about yourself and, and you said that you've been a psychic for over 20 years But how did you come about having these or realizing that you have these abilities?
3: Okay, I have a confession for you I did the math recently and it, it's 30 years
1: Well, we don't have to say that we <laughs> It's
3: 30 money. years I'm like, I better update that up. I started working as a as a psychic when I was 19 Can you believe that? I have a son that's 19 now, and I look at him and I'm like, "Oh my God, he's just a little puppy." You know, (laughs) how how did I I think? How did I realize? How did I think I could do that? Um, I was actually uh, one of those I see dead people kids, so I was a pretty strong visual psychic and a very strong empath as long as I can remember. So my absolute very first memory ever was is me of me lying in my crib with all these people standing around my crib smiling and waving and blowing kisses at me and then uh, my mom opened the door and walked into the room and walked through all those people and they all disappeared mm. so that's my first memory um, and my my whole life has been you know like I said I grew up in the 60s and 70s fortunately for me my parents were hippies bless, them. bless their little hearts <laughs> so they were uh, pretty open and um, pretty I don't think they knew what to do with me, but they and they didn't really know. There weren't any resources. It's not like anyone knew what to do about that, you know, stuff when I was a kid, but they didn't um they didn't have anything against it, so they were supportive as much as they could be. So I learned a lot um on my own how to kind of deal with things and because my parents were hippies, they took me to transcendental meditation when I was 10. It was the 70s and everybody was doing that. So I learned how to meditate when I was 10. I have, I, have, I have had sort of like a real unusual spiritual training, you know. In college, I studied martial arts, Lot did a lot of that, and that really helped too. And then I, in my 20s, I studied with a lot of um, psychics and mentored and um, apprenticed with some really, really great psychics and healers that have helped me over the years.
1: And I think that's uh, the more different approaches and different techniques that you can learn. Uh, I think that probably helps you with the transition faster into realizing how to utilize these abilities. Was right. there was there a lot of uh, I don't want to say trial and error, but was there a lot of uh, early days when you didn't quite have a handle on it yet?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. There was the the other thing besides um, transcendental meditation that really helped me is my parents took me this thing when I think I was 12 or still pretty young, it was called Silva Mind Control. Now it's called the Silva Method. Um, and that was a phenomenal um, technology for helping you understand your mind, the power of your mind, how to meditate, um, that kind of stuff I found really, really helpful. And that was one of the most... Um, it, that in the martial arts was one of the most influential things I had in my young life that trying to help me figure out like how to how to deal with that but you know I, I i found out pretty quick that i had to hide m- my gifts um, sure. from people yeah. because you know i think when i was in third grade i told everyone i could see auras which i can and like nobody talked to me again until seventh grade <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're like hey what's my aura look like now
3: <laughs> yours is a little frazzled looking <laughs> it's a little it's a little ragged
1: so when when yeah. uh when you did start to I guess go public with these abilities and, and start letting people know uh, was it one of those things I mean obviously people are gonna look at you a little bit funny because you're talking about something that they don't understand but yeah, was it yeah. was there also a lot of an undercurrent of hey you know can you tell me this can you tell me that
3: yeah so there's basically kind of like two sets of people I would say it's like being a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> you know there, there's a set of first set of people that just thinks it's weird and runs away and doesn't want to deal with you or talk to you sort of that like that's just strange go away and then there's the other half, the other small percentage that, fortunately, in these days, psychic is very hip. Like, kind of you get some screen cred, you know, being a psychic. So um, there are people that think it's very cool. And um, I often, like, if I go to a party or I'm out and about, I often don't tell people. Like, you don't tell people you're a doctor or a lawyer because people ask you for advice. Sure, yeah. You know? So um, uh, sometimes that does happen to me. And, th- and I, I don't really mind It's Everyone's curious, and it's an interesting topic, and if they have an interest in what I do, I'm happy to talk about it.
1: And I'm sure you get but, some people, too, that you meet that are like, all right, well, well, tell me the secret. How do you do it? You know, like you're a magician, and you're pulling off a trick.
3: I know, and it's a bit hard to describe. I mean, you know, I can tell you what it's like for me, or especially when I'm doing a reading, It's it's really um, it's really hard to describe what that experience is like for me, because the information comes in on so many channels at once, now, you know, I've been doing it for 30 years. I've done thousands of, of readings and sessions um, for people, and I don't really know how to tell you what that is. I mm-hmm. see it and feel it and know it and hear it all at, the same, all at the same time.
1: Well, I can imagine that at first you were going through a thought process in your own mind of, you know, is this something that I'm really just picking up, or is this something that I'm trying to infer uh, am I looking at somebody and making snap judgments about them? I'm, I'm sure you have to go through a whole process in your own mind before you feel comfortable that what you're actually having is a psychic experience.
3: Not, not so much anymore. That is a very common uh, problem for beginner psychics. Mm-hmm. You know? So people that are beginning, and you know, I, teach, I teach a lot, you know, work with emerging and developing psychics, so this happens with my students, is it's, it's really hard in the beginning to know when you're getting a real hit or when you're just, you know, um, having your own, how you tell the difference between your own thoughts and the real thing. And all I can say about that is over time you learn to tell the difference. Like I know what the real hits feel like, so I know what it feels like and when it, that's happening, um, I know I'm, I'm in the zone and I'm getting information. Um, and, and I think it takes practice, it takes a lot of, this is why I like teaching classes, cause in order to learn and develop your psychic, you need some facts, you need some information, the teacher, a mentor. Um, you need a lot of practice. Uh, and you need somebody to practice with that will give you feedback. So, for example, I, I got uh, sort of cut my teeth in, in the, in the, as a young per- developing psychic when I was like 19 by going to psychic fairs. This is like at the dawn. This is in the 80s. This is the dawn of the new age, right? Uh, new age movement and there were these psychic fairs and i would go and i would do you know whatever 15 minute readings for $15 or whatever it was back then and um and i would just do i would do like 25 30 more 50 in a day right people i'd never seen before people i, I i'd they would come and ask a question and I'd, oh, yeah, sure. I'd stand behind them and put my hands on their shoulders and they'd ask a question and i would just i don't know i would just work it would just happen and, and it was like after years of doing that, I, I really started trusting that I was going to get something because really most of the time I did.
1: I, I mean, I can just – I've had a few experiences, we'll say, a few moments where I felt like I might have had some sort of uh, psychic impression or psychic uh, – just just a, even a brief glimpse, uh, even if it doesn't make sense, and I can't put it together into something, you know that I know that it was something that was uh beyond the plane that I'm on, yeah, and it happens so quickly and you you're just natural inclination is to dismiss it,
3: yes, that happens a lot uh to, especially to people that have um logical minds or analytical minds, you know um and psychic information, sort of it's not logical, it's not analytical, it's more feeling oriented. So it's a little bit more like a, having a dream, you know? Um, and I think the hardest thing is translating um, those feelings and images which sort of are more symbolic, you know, uh, like a dream. And t- finding the meaning out of them, it's like, the, if I can explain it this way, it's like the psychic information comes in like through the back of your brain, through the, your the back of your subconscious, and you have to... Translate it somehow into the front of your brain Where you can talk about it in a meaningful way You know And I think that's the thing that takes The most practice
1: And you know a lot of people that have Abilities will say well everybody has them They have the uh, ability to, to Tune into these and hone into them but they just have to Learn how and right. I mean maybe that's true but some People just refuse to even take the Chance to even try to, to Expand into it
3: Yeah I really think that everybody does I think it's part of our our human condition, it's part of the, our our basic makeup as people. And I, I think it's a lot like athletic ability. So there's some people that just have the, the life purpose of being an athlete, you yeah. know? Um, and they, they it doesn't you still have to get out and train every day. You still have to practice. It's like if you have the raw talent, you still have to work it. And and every everybody's got some athletic ability. You know uh, well, you haven't
1: you haven't seen me. So. It
3: depends on, like, what, you know, even if you're just a giant couch potato, you have the potential for that. If you decided to put something into that and practice it, it would get better. That's pretty much the same way it is with Psychic. And I also think that, as happy as I am that Psychic is popular now and on TV, I think that the media, the way the media portrays it is a little... Uh, over the top, and
1: yeah, you're you know, not like, you're not walking up to people on the streets and just giving them random readings oh like uh, Long Island. B- no,
3: no, 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 not not at all. Uh, that's I think that's bad bad psychic ethics. And I know they have the people she reads for have cons- signed consent forms, and you know that's the way TV works. But it's not actually uh, ethically responsible, in my opinion, to do that as a psychic. Plus, if, you know, I I if I did that, I just wouldn't have any friends. Like, so I tend to keep my mouth shut even around my friends if I see something. But um, you know, I think the media has sort of gone overboard around how dramatic, like it's this big dramatic thing, like some angel, you know, flies down from heaven and blows a trumpet in your ear and you, you know, have convulsions and you see a vision and, you know, it's not, it's not like that. Most people's psychic kits are small and we, we don't pay attention. We don't pay attention to the feelings that we have or the, the intuitions like, I shouldn't do that. Don't do that. Like it can be as simple as like you're, you're in the grocery store, and that little voice in your head says you better get some milk because you're out at home.
4: Well, you know?
1: you, I was gonna say you mentioned ethics uh, a minute ago, and I, I'm just wondering what do you feel is some of the unethical practices that that psychics may uh, employ.
3: Oh gosh, yeah. Um, well, the, the hit and run psychic reading, like the Long, Long Island medium, is is not my favorite, um, my pra- psychic practice. So I really feel like there needs to be permission. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've met some poorly trained psychics or badly trained psychics who feel like it's important for them to go and tell people what <laughs> what they're seeing without their permission.
1: Um, well, it, al- I- it also seems too like you're, you're baiting. You know, it's not like you're giving someone uh, all the information that you're getting. It's almost like you're trying to give them a little bit and get them to you know go to your website and get a full reading or something.
3: Oh yeah, sometimes yeah, there is some of that fishing around for mm-hmm. for more. Um, and I I think that there's um, you know problems i've heard i've heard people I've, I've had people come to me for help when they've been to a psychic that told them they were going to die of cancer oh. so this one lady came to me and she said i went to a psychic and she said i, I had cancer but no doctors were ever going to find it and i'm going to die
4: oh jeez. <laughs>
3: you know and i'm like what i wanted to go like smack that woman i wanted to find her and smack her so well i, like, I mean really? there's like
1: there's 100 chance she's right i mean the, the lady will die eventually
3: yeah, or, you know, you get the psychics and say, do you know your husband's having an affair? You know, you really, you know, and I'm, really? Like, that's something you should say to somebody? And um, and then, of course, there's just the whole range of, like, charlatans. And, and so there's um, there's this uh, lady in a in town near me who will put a curse on you for $500.
1: Oh, and how much does she charge to take it $500 off?
3: $500 to take it off.
1: Oh, well, there so you go. she
3: gets you coming and going. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's really kind of not okay.
1: So now uh, when when people do pull these practices, I mean, what, what's what's standard operating procedure for you? I mean, do you call out on it? Do you try to put it out publicly that, that they, they, they do this? Or do you just kind of ignore it and let everybody have their own business and hope that it works itself out?
3: You know, I... I I'm not much of a... Um, that was awesome. You know, I don't know what that was. I'm not much of a tattletale, so I, I tend to... I'm a healer, really. I tend to mm-hmm. fix the person that I'm, you know, try to fix the person I'm working with, and I, I haven't um, actually gone after anybody that, that I thought was, was practicing badly, although... Sometimes it it crosses my mind to do that.
1: I was gonna say it's very noble of you, but at the same time, we would love to gossip with you about who's fake. And who's <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's I'm how we are. Not, we're just, I'm not
3: telling. We'll we're, talk like, later. we're
1: like we're a couple of schoolgirls. Max, we'll talk on. later. All right, sounds good. So now, when uh, w- when you do get a hardened skeptic, though, somebody who just doesn't buy any of what you're selling Mm -hmm. and and then you give them that reading and you start sharing that information with them and to see the process that they go through and and all of a sudden to have their mind completely changed i mean that must be probably one of the most rewarding parts of your job
3: yeah that is and uh you know i don't it doesn't happen to me all that often because you know um my my clients are people that want to be there they're there because they're interested in some way and there's actually in the whole the whole 30 years I've been practicing, there's only been two people that I haven't been able to read, and they were both people that didn't want to be there. They were um, one was uh, uh, somebody's mother. That was one of my regular clients, and she wanted her mother to experience the session, so she dragged her mother in, and I-, I couldn't I couldn't read her. It was like trying to look through a brick wall, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't get this thing off you. I'm like, you just don't want to be here at all, do you? And she's like, Nope, my daughter's making me do this, and I don't want to be here. And I'm like, you just think this is awful, and you want to get out of here? And she's like, yes. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, you should leave. now you're like, please, you know, uh, let's not waste each other's time. Um, I have no idea what that noise is. <laughs> um, and so she, she left, and, uh, and on the way out the door, she's like, you know, you might actually be kind of psychic, because you figured me right. She's like, all that stuff you just said about me was totally true.
4: That's
1: a that's a dead hit. Uh so now when Money. um but when, when some, something like that happens, though, like I, I know that when we bring people out to haunted locations and we give them kind of that that first encounter with the paranormal, it kind of re-energizes us to to make us want to go and and pursue it more. Even though a lot of things just get to be mundane for us after a while, seeing somebody else have that initial experience kind of jazzes us up and re-energizes us. Is that the same thing with you? When when somebody has that connection, does that kind of amp up your abilities and what you're able to do?
3: Yeah, definitely you know it definitely does it definitely it gives you some energy and um i mean i I don't know if I ever told you this, but I used to do house clearings, really yeah, I did years and years of house clearings um uh and i, I don't I don't do it anymore um but it was a it was great practice for a psychic to kind of um get in there and learn about you know all shadow spirits and ghosts and you know entities and all that stuff um so when I encounter it in in my going in my daily reading like life as a psychic I'm I know what to do it's sort of like a whole part of my training or a whole part of my lessons um, uh, came so from from,
4: you,
1: from that do you not do it anymore because you're like me and you think that uh you know you can't really tell ghosts what to do <laughs> they can kind of do whatever they want anyway
3: yeah I got I got to a point where so where I, I got a little frustrated with the work because um, I, I began to see the, the connection between um, the, the hauntings and, like, say I worked on a haunted house in the next town over from where I lived, and it, it was a very sad house and a sad family moved into it, the, a family that experienced a ton of loss, like they had lost one of their children, and the, and then the house is really, really haunted, right? So all these ghosts came in it was pretty active lots of paranormal activity and almost even some poltergeisty kind of stuff and um and then so i had the family leave and my my little team came in and we cleared the house and um it was it was totally clear and then the family came back and in like two weeks later it was you know active again and i was like i don't you know i'm like (laughs) i felt like you know when you clean the house and then you don't want anybody else to come i'm like i just cleaned the house don't walk on the kitchen floor just clean that thing like you know, and I, I really began to see, like, the connection between the people that live there and the, and the spirits that were inhabiting it. And, and I knew that that, was, that house was not going to stop being haunted until the sad, sad family stopped being so sad.
1: And the real, the real question is, when you did those uh, cleanings and when you felt the house was clean, did you say this afterwards? This
5: has...
1: That, that worked. Look at that. See, I'm throwing some drops into the show. There go. <laughs> we're having, more, yeah, we're having some fun here. Uh, but I mean, really, I mean, that's what people. I think that's the impression that people have of a house cleaning. They think that you're coming in, you know, like Tangina and Poltergeist, and you're doing battle one on one with, right. you know, the other side. And that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes it's just uh, that the spirit is kind of ready to move on and wants to move on, but just doesn't know how.
3: Not, uh, right. So some of them are quite easy, and if is um, there the sort of easy lost ones, um, you sort of show them the door, and they and they are like, thank you, and they're gone. But nothing is more stubborn than a stuck-dead person. A stuck ghost that does not want to leave is uh, not going anywhere.
1: Is is that kind of what you uh, experience following people around a lot? when When you're giving somebody a reading, do you find that there's a lot of spirits that are there because they want to... Uh, be around people Or because they're just
4: Stuck there
3: Yeah It's sort of When I do readings um, Now Now my um, experience Of dead people Is much more um, You know Limited to What happens With my clients You know So I, I will deal With that issue With my clients I wish I could figure out Where that's coming from I will deal with that issue I don't, issue know. With I my don't know But
1: I wish I was there Because it sounds <laughs> like The party's on your end
3: <laughs> I will deal with that issue With my, my clients Sort of on a one-on-one basis Like when they you know, if that client comes in and, and is is bringing with them a person that they care about that is stuck, then I deal with that. You know, um, and it, it happens all the time. You know, it's pretty pretty normal. So maybe a, a quarter of the sessions that I do are medium mediumship sessions,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, where we're dealing with you know communication with with somebody who's crossed over. Um, the rest of the sessions I do are are for people that are looking for they're in a transition they're in a crisis they're in some kind of change or stuck thing that's happening in their life and need some help that way
1: well we're coming up on the end of the first hour well the first 40 minutes because (laughs) my card didn't want to play along but uh, when we come back in the next hour We'll open up the phone lines. We'll give people an opportunity to speak with you and to kind of experience firsthand what it is that you do. And uh, we'll we'll kind of lay out some ground rules for everybody uh, at the beginning of the next hour. But I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you feel like we do. It's only going to be a couple of minutes per person because, first of all, we don't really have time and a lot of people are going to want to get through. But also, a lot of the stuff that's going to come through is going to be stuff that you're not going to feel comfortable sharing over the airwaves.
3: Yeah, that does happen. And, um, you know... Yes, so the really, really deeply personal stuff—you don't really
1: want that on the radio. I mean, I do as as the host of the show. I kind of <laughs> want to hear the dirty laundry, but uh, you you might not feel so good the next day when you listen to the podcast. Oh, I can't believe she said that on the air. Right. So, well, exactly. uh, and and when we do it uh, normally, the way that we do things is when we talk to somebody, we'll just say, you know, you're on with Lisa, and you know, can we have your first name? And that's all the information people usually want. Is that kind of the same thing, or do you want them to ask you a question?
3: Um, it's. Probably better for me if there's a question, if they have a particular question, um, so we can focus on, you know, what they what they want to get, that's good. Um the, it seems to me like the things that I, I that I don't get are lottery numbers. Right. So no lottery numbers. And uh, and sometimes people call in for lost objects and I really I really just am not, no good at that. So if we just uh, you know um, Stay away from lottery numbers and lost objects. Other than that, I'm pretty good. But I do like a question. I think that's, you know, a good place to start and to focus the the, session, the reading, you know, on on what's important to the callers.
1: What if somebody lost their lottery numbers? Then they're, lost, really they're
3: screwed not, Yeah, they're really screwed. <laughs>
1: I'm, not
3: the, I'm not the girl for them.
1: All right. Well, we are going to be taking a break here for the news. When we come back on the other side, we will take your calls with our guest tonight, Lisa Campion. If you want to go to her website, you can go to lisacampion.com, campio dot com, c a m p i o n dot com, and we'll have it linked up on the front of spooky southcoast dot com, which is kind of in a transition phase, Matt Costa. Right? We're we're uh, changing around the website a bit. Um, maybe possibly. We- or at least on the spooky TV end. Our gra- our graphics gal is talking total redesign. Really? Yes. Really? She's very ambitious. I'm excited about this. And congratulations to her because uh, her and her yeah. husband are expecting. Oh, congratulations to them. Yes. Uh, we, we have a great team behind us. We thank them all for all of their hard work. Uh, we are going to take a break from the news. When we come back, more with our guest Lisa Campion here on Spooky South Coast in just a minute.
0: Something that isn't supposed to happen, but it AM 1420, WBSL presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa.
1: Welcome back. Our number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here. Along with the silent Assassin Matt Costa. We should point out that Science Advisor Matt Moniz is not here tonight. No, he's not. He is at the Your uh, Speak Convention. Right? Oh,
2: excellent. With the Starborn twins. so I wasn't I sure if he uh, he went down to Pennsylvania for the uh, ParaFest.
1: ParaFest. Everybody is at ParaFest. Which, yeah, here. Which, I hear. Which, why aren't we not at ParaFest? Because well, we it's in Pennsylvania. Thinking.
2: And That's if true. we went there, then it would be three weeks without a show, and people will get very upset. That's yeah, true. We already had from, people upset yeah, already. Yeah. People are moderately upset right now, so we don't want to... Escalate that
1: right. Right now, it's the rotten eggs phase. But if we were not here <laughs> three weeks in a row, yeah. It, we get, right be now, right
2: now people were people are giving us stink phases Right, but
1: if we in another week and who knows? Exactly. You know, we could be on somebody's list. But uh, you know, if anybody ever wants us to come and broadcast from their convention, we're, we're game. Oh, of course, right. You know, it just okay. takes you know massive amounts of cash.
2: Yeah, some travel,
1: don- hotel, airfare, whatever. Donuts coffee. Donuts. yes. Mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. new pumpkin pie donuts. Those are phenomenal. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. But uh absolutely, uh we are we are very glad that Matt Moniz could be down there at the experience up there. I'm sorry, in Maine at yes. the experience speak.
2: That's such a New England thing to say.
1: I know. We say there. yeah, yeah, we're going to go up to Florida, go up to New yeah. York. Uh but uh, we we are uh very uh, proud to be associated with that uh, event as well as many others that are coming up, including on September 22nd, we will have the South Coast Paranormal and Psychic Fair right here. Here. Not here in the studio, but here in Fairhaven at the Seaport Inn in Marina. And we'll be there. Spooky South Coast will be there. I'll be uh, hosting the event, as, as I usually do, for the gang from the South Coast Paranormal and Psychic Fair. But the headliners we're very excited about, the one, the only, Jeff Belanger. You might know him from 30 I heard of that minutes. guy. I heard of him. He is. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. From 30-odd minutes. He's very nice. I like him. He is. He's, he's a handsome lad. Uh, from Ghost Adventures, and also, he also uh, runs Legend Trips along with us here at Spooky South Coast. So he will be here along with Ghost Hunter star Amy Bruni. So that's oh, that's, that's awesome. big time stuff. Yeah, that is awesome. And uh, we're also going to have uh, a sneak, uh, sneak peek at the Bridgewater Triangle documentary film. Nice. Which actually will be debuting, making its world premiere October twentieth at the UMass Dartmouth Auditorium. So uh, very exciting stuff. We've been we've been having
2: hopefully simultaneously on Spooky
1: TV. Right. We've been discussing with Aaron Kadju, the filmmaker, about hosting a pay per view option for those who are not in. The local area and who can't make it to the world premiere, we will actually have a streaming pay-per-view that you can purchase through SpookySouthCoast.com and through the BridgewaterTriangle.com website where we will be able to uh, present to you the film in its entirety. Inglorious glorious high definition, as well as the uh, Q&A and speakers uh, that are part of the event. So it's almost like you'll be there, yeah, exactly. no matter where exactly. you are in the world. Exactly. I'm thinking about staying home and just getting the pay-per-view. <laughs> Although I'm supposed to be part of the panel. You, too. You better be yeah, there, too, yeah. so...
2: Uh, I think we'll have to miss I got miss my, my complimentary tickets in the mail, so I'm going to be there.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and um, we'll be giving some away as we get oh, closer excellent, here excellent. on the show, too. So uh, plenty of opportunities to get out and experience your spooky as we get into what we call the holiday season as we approach Halloween here. And uh, just a reminder for everybody, we do have three great Legend Trips events on sale. Uh, they are the Pawtucket, Rhode Island Slater Mill event, Graveyard Shift Overtime in Slater Mill. That's coming up September 28th and also the Haunted History Night 2013 at the Fearing Tavern and and three other historic buildings in Wareham, Massachusetts. Both of those events are only $99. And then I think we have eight or nine tickets remaining for our event at the Gardner Victorian Mansion in Gardner, Massachusetts. The uh, the Haunted S.K. Pierce Mansion. And uh, we only have a few left for that, and that's going to be November 9th. And tickets for that are a little bit more money. They're $135, but you know Why? Why is that? We're renting a porta-potty for that night. Ah, I see. I see. Because, you know, there's no bathrooms that work in the Victorian mansion. There is
2: electricity, though, right?
1: Right, there is. So uh, we will have lights. No heat, but we'll have lights. But uh, I think there's, like I said, only eight or nine tickets left for those. So if you want to get tickets to any of these events... Go to LegendTrips.com dot com or check out the legendtrips link on SpookySouthCoast.com dot com. And remember that we are doing these to raise money for these historic haunts to help them with their renovations, to help them with their upkeep, to help them with new educational programs, whatever they need the money for. That's what we do with legend trips. So, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've already raised nearly fifteen thousand dollars in just the last couple of years that we've been doing these legend trips events. So, I mean, I know that that doesn 't sound like much, but for some of these places I mean that's oh, yeah, they, they don 't they don't have big budgets exactly you know so if we can ha- hand them a check for a couple of thousand dollars, that makes all the world uh, for them and whether or not they can keep programs going year round or whether or not they can you know, finally do that one renovation that they 've been waiting on to do so and that 's what legend trips is all about it 's about getting you into these cool historic haunts that you won 't have access to otherwise, but it 's also about helping these locations stay alive and keeping their history alive. So that's something that we are always excited about. Okay, everybody's had enough of my spiel. They just want to get into the <laughs> readings with our guest, Lisa Campion. And, Lisa, uh, you know, as we go through this, I'm sure you're going to get some people who are uh, a little bit um, over-exuberant and kind of don't want to let you go. But don't, don't be ashamed to, uh, to cut them short. And uh, I'll try and make sure that we do that as well because we want to make sure that everybody who wants to get through tonight can.
4: Sounds good.
1: All right. So you ready? We'll go right, right into it. Bring it on. All right. Here we go start with line three that was the first one good evening you're on spooky south coast with lisa campion how are you
6: pretty good how about you uh
1: we are doing pretty well all right that was your one question that you're allowed to ask. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a question for lisa
5: um not uh, anything in specific um although i have been having some like uh i think ghost problems in my apartment for the past few months, and I was just wondering maybe if she could pick up anything, or if just
2: anything
1: in general. Uh, Tim. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I cut off Lisa. I was waiting, I, was, I thought she was kind of tuning in. <laughs> Alright. She really <laughs> has to think about this one. I know, I was like, um, Lisa, it's okay if you're not getting anything, just say that you're not getting anything. Uh, if she is listening, I mean, we'll see if we can get her to call back real quick see if we can pull this up. I can tell you right now that I, I can't see anything. But I don't have any abilities. But we will <laughs> we will get Lisa right back on here for you. Let's see. We're going to do this uh, we're going to do this by taking a break. So we'll be back in just a minute and uh, we will get right to your question. Hello. Hey man.
0: Hello. You up? No.
4: Wake up. I
5: need to talk to you.
0: I think your house is haunted.
5: Hey, come on. It's 2.30 in the morning.
0: I can't sleep in here, man. I'm scared.
1: All right, welcome back. Tim Weisberg here along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. And sorry for that. It's been a while since we've had a psychic on and had the phone lines lit up like this during Spooky South Coast. So We were a little bit messed up. But, uh, Carla you are now on the air with Lisa Campion, and, and you had a question for her?
5: Yeah, um, I've had uh, apartment trouble uh, for the past few months, and I was wondering if she could pick up anything. Um, It's, like, been uh, what I believe to be haunted. What kind of
3: trouble are you having?
5: Um, Mostly, like, at first we had stuff falling over and stuff like that, but now it's been more of, like, getting in the way emotionally with us. Like, when we're in the apartment, our emotions are very bad, um, we're very like uh, we feel hopeless and just negative constantly. but as soon as we leave we're fine And when fine. we walk back in we're back to the uh, Is, it, a, of, is yeah. it an
3: apartment that a lot of people live in? like a big a block or just a house? It's, um,
5: yeah, a lot of people live in the apartment yeah.
3: Okay, so what I think is that um, you have a spirit in there and what I see is um, a young man that died of a drug overdose um, and was really had a lot of you know despair and depression. Mm. Um, and he, I would say, he's like seventeen or eighteen years old. Um, and he's he's pretty active. Like he's hasn't crossed over at all. Mm. And you got you probably got to get somebody in there to help transition him. I think sometimes the easiest if you can get a psychic or you know somebody in there to help you help. I don't think it would be that hard for him to go. Um, but he, he's really lost. And, and the depression and the um, that you're feeling is what he felt. Um, oh, and I well. think probably what he felt that drove him to do drugs. Um, I would say he was a heroin addict. And I, I don't know if he died in your building, but I suspect that he did. Either that or a, really around, like, outside, around um, your building somewhere. Um, and so that that's what you're feeling. Hmm. He's trying to get your attention. I wouldn't say he's... Harm, like malicious or harmful, so the whatever paranormal activity is happening in your house is, is attention-getting, and then the feelings you're having are that's how he felt.
5: Okay, thank you very much. Right, thank yeah, you, you know,
3: call. I think sometimes the easiest way, if you if you have any religious affiliations at all, um, you belong to a church, you can uh, invite or ask the church that the, the priest or the minister of your church to come and do a house blessing. Um, that's that's great feng shui people do it too if you don't belong to a church or you're not particularly religious you can have a feng shui practitioner come and, and clear the house and or you know uh, some of the i'm sure you know uh, tim can help you find some of the local paranormal groups that come and do that kind of thing i don't think he's going to be hard to get rid of he's more that's sad it's really sad i feel sad for him like he had a tough life and he died pretty badly and that's what happened
1: all right thank you so much for the call Thank you.
3: Good luck with boy. that. I hope that that, you know, clears up for you. Thank
1: well, you once again. Good night. And, and Lisa, I'm sure sometimes that all you have to do is kind of pay attention to the spirit and, and acknowledge that they're there, and that might be enough for them to just move on.
3: Yeah, often it is, you know, and um, I think that, that that's sort of a form of empathy that a lot of times ghosts and spirits speak, speak to us through empathy. So they, they can't talk to us or communicate with us the way, you, you know, you and I are talking right now. So they, they push their feelings on us. You know, they're like, this is how I felt. Bam. And they push that on you. And so if you're sad and depressed, that spirit was sad and depressed. If you're terrified, a lot of times they were terrified. And that's, that's why we, we have strong emotions when spirits are around us.
1: We'll, we'll go to the next call now. And uh, if you want to call in, the lines are all lit up right now. But if uh, the one does op- open up, the numbers are 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. And if you don't get through, you can always visit Lisa at her website, lisacampion.com, C-A-M-P-I-O-N.com, and you can book your own reading that way as well. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How are you?
7: Hi, I'm good. How
1: are you? Oh, we're doing sp- spooktacular, as we say here. Uh, do you have a question for Lisa?
7: Um, I'm, I'm Tiffany Wright's Steps Mom, and I was just calling to see if I could get some insight into the current relationship I'm in. Yep. Um, so you're
3: in a relationship now, and is there, is there a problem, or what's happening in the relationship for you? Um, just some insight. I'm just kind of... Well, when I look at it, um, it looks really stalled and stuck to me like um, it's not going anywhere. it reminds me of Tim's car with no, ba- with no battery <laughs> no um, spark anymore yeah sorry about that and, um, and so I see this sort of like dead, dead stop like it's, it's halted it's uh, progress so it's not going anywhere um, and my sense about it is that um, you need to really figure out what you want what you want to do um, what you want to have happen next and I, I think that you are a little bit amb- ambivalent about what you want so the the deepest advice i can give you is figure out what you want as soon as you know what you want the relationship will move again and you may have to ask for that or have a conversation about that um but it's not going anywhere because you are you are of two minds or you're split or you're unsure um and if when you clear that up inside of yourself things will move again all right okay hopefully that helps
7: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the you're call. Welcome. All right, have bye. a
1: great night. All right, uh, we'll go line one next. And if at any point, Lisa, if you need a break in between calls, just let me know. I'm good. I know that sometimes Thanks. it can be a little overwhelming for you. Nope, it's, it's all good. All right, good evening. Hello. You're, you're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa hello. Campion. Hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm hello. on, okay. Do you have uh, a question
0: for Lisa? Yeah, just uh, my Uncle Pat and my Aunt Lucy.
3: Your Uncle passed in what?
0: My Uncle Pat and my Aunt Lucy.
3: Your Uncle Pat and your Aunt Lucy, they passed away? Yes, ma'am. And how long ago did they pass?
0: Oh, boy, my Aunt Lucy's over 20 years ago. My Uncle Pat probably four years ago.
3: Okay, Uncle Pat is standing, he's around you a lot. I see him um, actually waving and standing behind you. Um, And I I get the sense of a very um, curious person, like, he's still really interested in what's happening, what's going on. Like, he's looking over your shoulder to see what you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, to see what's going on in the family, um, to see what what all the people that he knew, what they were all about. Um, And he's really like, I don't know, I get this sort of animated sense about like he's sort of excited to still kind of be in on everything mm-hmm. um, and, and I he tells me that he sometimes talks to you in your ear that he, he pats or touches your shoulder he taps you on the shoulder and t- tells you things in your ear but he says you never listen <laughs> so if you um, quiet your mind a little bit um, and you, you um, have an like kind of you might have an, an opportunity to sort of hear what he says um, he's very, I don't know, excited or um, happy in some way to be still part of your life and to be watching what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Whatever you're doing is really interesting to him. Well, now, Aunt-, Aunt Lucy, I feel like she has um, already... I don't know if you believe in reincarnation. I do, because all the spirits I tell, mm-hmm. I talk to always tell me that they, yeah. they live other lives. Yeah. So she has been in another life already, and I feel a very distant connection with her. Like, she... Um, you feel what,
0: like, Lisa? What do you feel?
3: It's, a very, I, it's really hard for me to get a handle on her because I think she's already in another life. Oh, I got you. She, uh-huh. She's already reincarnated in another life. Uh-huh. Um, and she's sort of showing me this image of her as a young, a young girl. So she's going to be hard for you to feel or talk to. She's, mm-hmm. she's not really around. She's already moved into another life. I see. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like she's, she's happy about that. She's in a good place. Um, you know she's she's on track, and 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 your uncle is much more, um, much more a part of your life. I feel like he's right there with you. Right. All right. Do you get a sense of him around you?
0: All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I really Un- feel like unbelievable. He's there.
3: All the time, like right over, looking right over your shoulder.
0: Exactly. Matter of fact, I got a, a stone, right in my bedroom. Uncle Pat Aunt Lucy.
4: Yeah. Oh. Wow. oh. Good. All right.
1: Well, thank you so much for yeah,
0: the Yeah, I, I just want to ask, Lisa, could you put your, your phone number down? Because I'd like to get a a, re, a private.
3: Sure, yeah. My phone number is 508-508-473-473-0609.
0: 0609. Now, you, you're in Fairhaven?
3: I'm in uh, Medway, Massachusetts.
0: Medway, Massachusetts. Yeah. How far is that from
3: Say Haven? It's not too far. It's, like, right at the junction of uh, the Pike and 495.
0: Okay. Okay, thank you very much. Thank I really so. appreciate it. No problem. Have Bye-bye. a great night. Yep. Thank you. All
1: right. Uh, we will go to the next call. We do have one line open, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420, and it is now not open anymore. <laughs> Hold on, I'll put you on hold and take this call here. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How are you? I'm good. Do you have a question for Lisa?
5: Well, I guess I'd like to know if we're going to sell the condo in Florida.
1: Are you going to sell the condo
3: because it been on the market for a long time?
5: Yeah, we've had a couple of deals uh, fall through. There's another deal in the works, and um, you know, I don't know if I should get my hopes up or not.
3: Uh, I I feel I'm sorry. I feel um you you're not going to get a you're not going to get a great price for it. Um everything seems like it's coming in really low. The um you you you're going to get something, you're going to get an offer and it's like the bare minimum of what you're what you want. Um it's it's kind of a t- it's kind of a tough deal and I think you have to decide at that point whether you want to let it go for for nothing. Really? or hold on to it, and I, I get the sense that you'll decide to let it go just because you're tired of dealing with it. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's not a bad idea because my, I, I, I think that you'll be, you're better off without it, and there's something about, like, later on, if you hold on to it for a lot longer, there's going to be problems, there's going to be flooding, there's going to be structural problems in the building, and uh, you don't want to have it at that point. No, we got
4: no
5: problem letting it go. We got a deal on the table. I just want to know if you think it's gonna fall through or
3: not. Um, it feels a little soft. Like it, like it's. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure about it. I think it'll go through, but there's something about it where you're not that happy. You're not that happy with it. It's just you just take it because it's. You you want to get rid of it. So I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna go through, but you're not that psyched about the price you're getting.
8: All right.
5: Well,
3: thanks a lot. Right. Thank yeah, for good luck call. with that. All Don't right. hold on to it, though.
1: Have a okay. good night.
5: No, we're gonna get rid of it. Thanks.
1: You know, if he if he wants to like rent it out real cheap to some of us, you know, we'll go down there. We'll, we'll yeah. Spend a weekend. yeah. But there.
3: five years from now, he's gonna have structural problems that like you wouldn't believe in that building.
1: Yeah, get rid of it now. <laughs> Dump it while you can. Yep. All right, we'll go to the next call. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How's it going? Hello. You're on the air
2: going
1: going once twice i'm sorry call back uh the next line here good evening you're on spooky south coast with lisa campion how are you how are you doing well do you have a question for lisa
5: yeah um lisa
8: do you see any recent passing of someone i know
3: any recent passing of someone you know Yes. Uh, who do you want to talk to on the other side? It's it's easier for me if you give me a name and uh, and who it is you're looking for.
8: Scott Souza. Susan. Uh, Scott Souza. Scott, Scott
3: Souza. Scott How long Sousa. ago did Scott die?
8: He was murdered July nineteenth. Yeah, I was going to say
3: he died a really violent death, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, a horrible, violent death. And when was it?
8: July nineteenth.
3: This most recent July. Yes. Yeah, he's really not resting easy, honey. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but he is not. He's not really all right. Um, I feel like he's very angry. He's, he's, he's. I see him standing and and yelling. He's yelling at somebody. He's he's really annoyed that um, people can't hear what he's got to say. Um, and I, I think that uh, time time will help. But um, if you're a religious person, I would pray for him, and I would. If you're a Catholic, yeah. have a mask said in his name, um, or or do something to help him because he is he is not resting easy.
8: Yeah, one pissed off that. dead
3: person. Yeah, and he's really mad. Whatever happened was very um, like below the belt.
8: Yeah, he got murdered.
3: Was he killed by somebody that he knew?
8: I don't. We don't. We don't know. No one knows.
3: That's what he's telling me.
4: And somebody
1: somebody he knew. knew.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Wow. I know. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, you know, what kind of a path that can give you to follow to, to try to find more answers, but it's uh, it's definitely a start.
8: Wow.
3: Yeah, and it, it, I feel like he needs your help somehow to help him rest a little bit.
8: He needs my help?
3: Yeah. Yeah, pray for him. Or, or um,
8: yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm spiritual. I will pray for him definitely.
1: Good, excellent. All right, well, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye bye. Now, Lisa, do you do you work with police on any on any cases? I know that a lot of people with abilities do. I don't. I
3: have a friend who's a forensic, a forensic psych, uh, psychic, and she specializes in working with the police. Um, she was actually a police woman um, for a long time, and. Um, now she she's not on the police force anymore, but she does work with the cops i I haven't done it um, that much it's not it's not really my, I'm a healer <laughs> mm-hmm. so my specialty is in' where, you know working with people that heal and i I mean I respect that I think it's a hard job um it's it's tough on a psychic to do that um, I, sometimes I'll you know work with individual people that that experience and help help them, but more from the angle of a healer than than an investigator.
1: I'm gonna say, as, a, as an empath, that, that would probably just be too much. I would. Think.
3: Yeah, it's a bit hard for me um, to be really like uh, in the middle of a of a you know crime investigation. I'm I. It's not really my my game.
1: All right, well, let's go right to the next call. Good evening. You are on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How's it going?
7: Hello.
1: Hi. You're on with Lisa. Do you have a question for? Her?
7: Yes, I have a question for Lisa about thirty years ago my mother died she died at home and it was ten of twelve at night in the summer and she told me that somebody was in the room a man just came in and told her she he didn't know if she was going today or tomorrow now she had six months uh, according to the doctors to live but on, she was home five days from the hospital and so I told my mother there was no one there, but I neglected to ask her to describe him. Yeah, at 7.30 in the morning, she was dead.
3: And yeah, she saw one of her, uh, like an angel or a
7: guide or one of her relatives. She saw a spirit. She didn't see a real person. She didn't recognize the person as somebody she knew. Yeah. And I, I always wondered because I didn't ask her to describe the person. It was a man, though, she said.
3: It was a man, and it was like, it was like her angel, like her spirit guide. Um, and I think that um, he was there uh, to, t- to reassure her, to help her, and that uh, he was with her. He, like, um, the, my, the sense that I have is that he was with her the whole time so that she wasn't alone. You know, she, did not, she didn't have to die alone. That, that spirit was like an angel that came through to help her crossing. And if he hadn't been
7: there, she would have been really afraid. Because I was sleeping on the quilt in front of the doorway. Yeah. So I always imagined that he saw me there, but I I wasn't there when she died. Right. I was and, asleep.
3: And don't worry about it, because he was there. He was there to help her. So, um, it,
7: took, it took a while, because I kept hearing the phone ring, uh-huh. and my brother had to take the phones out, because he said, I'll get you something with a different ring. Then the phone stopped. I didn't hear it. I could hear sometimes you're calling me. And it, it has stopped Once in a while I hear a phone mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know if she's trying to say something or, well, we I we had the, a great relationship
3: Yeah, the message that I get from, from her is that um, don't, don't feel bad about it Like she wants you to not, not feel guilty Or not feel like you should have done something she, she says you feel like you should have done something You should have been there with her when she died And that you're holding on to that And it's hard for you to let that go and she wants you to let that go. She wants you to know she's fine over there, she's, she's okay, she's happy, she's at peace, and that she did not die alone because that, that angel was with her.
7: Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you so much for the call. All right, the next line, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420, but I can throw those numbers out all night, but somebody's already waiting as soon as one person hangs up. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How are you?
7: Good, how are you?
1: Uh, We are spooktacular. Do you have a question for Lisa?
7: I don't. um, I was just wondering if
3: you could give me a general reading. A general reading? No particular topic? Nope, just
0: anything that you get.
3: And what's your name? Bethany? Bethany. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bethany, you're 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 so sweet. Um, you have just this sweetness and um, kindness and generosity about you when I uh, the first thing that I, I tuned into was what your energy field looks like, and it's very pink and um, and green, which are really the colors of love. So I, I get a sense of uh, a loving, kind person that you are. Um, a gentle-hearted person, and your guys, your guys that are with you, um, want to tell you that um, I don't know. I get I get a sense of I don't know how to say this without it sounding um, like it's like I don't want to worry you, but I get the sense that things are going to change for you really quickly this year. You're going into a phase where uh, surprising things are happening, things that um, you don't you don't have on your radar. Um, and that, that's not the easiest thing for you. So I, I get, your guides sort of want to hold your hand a little bit and say you're in for a, bump, a bumpy ride a little bit, but it's all necessary, the changes that are coming, and they're with you, and it's all going to, in the end, it's like, it's like watching one of those movies where the, the people in the movies go through a big, long, crazy thing, but in the end they have a happy ending. So you're going to have a happy ending, and, and I get the sense that you're already feeling that coming. Do okay. you have an unsettled feeling?
0: I guess you could say that.
3: Yeah. Um, you're pretty psychic and you're pretty intuitive yourself. So I, I think you feel it coming and you know, you know that things are going to change in your life. Um, and that, that cha- the change is because you're sensitive and sweet-natured, um, those changes are hard for you. But in the long run, you're going to end up in a better place than where you are now.
4: All right. Thank All right. you
3: so much.
1: Thank you for the call. All right, let's go to the next call, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How are you? Hello? Hi, do you have a question for Lisa? Oh,
7: hi, yes. It's nice to speak to you, Lisa. Um, I'm calling to see if you can tell me anything about um, Steve. Anything he about? He passed. He has passed a couple of
3: years ago. Anything about who that passed a couple of years ago? His name is Steve. Steve and he passed a couple years ago. Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Um Now, you've been really worried about him? Yes. Yeah. Um I I get I get the sense he's very he came in very quietly, um, almost like tiptoes, he kind of tiptoed in. Yes. Um and he wa- he wanted me to tell you um he had, he had a he had a difficult passing. Was he in a lot of pain when he died? Yes. Yeah. So that's what I get—the sense that um, this incredible amount of physical pain that he was in, that he was really suffering, um, and that actually death, when it came for him, was—he welcomed it and he was Mm -hmm. really happy to go. Um, Yeah. And that—that was hard. He said it was a lot harder on you than it was on him. His dying was harder on you than it was on him. That by the time death came for him, he was happy to go. Um, He was. It was a, a relief. Sometimes it happens that way, but I just think the pain that he was in, and I think he was in more pain than he let on. Not that, that, that may not be a comfort state for you to hear that, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, that was, he was really had intense pain. I feel like pain in his bones, um, deep pain all the way through his body, but he's really all right now, uh, and I do feel like he comes in sort of this tiptoe. He doesn't want to scare you. or He's very gentle. So he comes in quietly, tiptoes, and um, I get a sense of blowing you kisses, kissing your cheek, kissing your hand, um, something like that to okay. reassure you, to let you know that he's around. Okay, he's that sounds sweet. good. There's a sweetness, like you, wh- whoever he was, he really loved you. Well, that's
4: good to know. All right. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for the call.
4: All right. Thank you.
1: Have a great night. Bye bye. All right, line three is next. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How are you? Hello. Do you have a question for Lisa?
8: <clears throat> yes, I do. I heard Lisa mentioning a helper. S- someone has a helper. Yeah, Yeah. well, you're mixing a lot of things up with the truths that are in the Bible with uh, truths that are not, which it says in the Bible, it's If you know anything about angels, a third of them got cast out with Satan, and they're called demons, and you're conjuring up familiar spirits, which are demons, and you're leading these poor people to believe that you're talking to their loved ones, and you're playing with fire, girl. That's all I want to tell you.
4: Well,
3: thanks for your opinion. A lot of people, um, you know, worry about that, and... Uh, read you know, the last
8: chapter of the bible you can't add to or take away from yes and you're mixing it in you're using angels and you're using spirit guides mm-hmm. the only helper jesus spoke about was the holy spirit
3: yes and and there are there are demons i do believe in demons um, and they are
8: they are're they dangerous, are familiar they're, dangerous. And
3: they're, they're, they're horrible they're dangerous and terrible and i really can assure you that i don't have anything to do with
8: with them they're not they're fooling you girl
1: they're fooling you Well, well, we uh we do appreciate the uh the information the heads up
8: yeah all
1: right have a great night god bless you as well all right we will go on to the next call 508-996-0500-877-996-1420 good evening you're on spooky south coast with lisa campion how are you
7: hi hi lisa Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, my husband passed away about 19 years ago, and my mother passed at 10. I was wondering if there was any messages they would like to give me or whatever. What was your husband's name? Joseph. Joseph, did you marry again? No. You didn't. He's wondering why you didn't.
4: <laughs>
0: I don't he, want to. <laughs>
3: he would really like it. He would be happier if you did. Yeah, I know, I he know. He wants you to get married. He, he It bothers him that you don't have somebody to take care of you? <laughs> And uh, he, he's just, he's sort of harping on that. He's like, why don't you get married again? Like, what, like, the, um, he, wor- it, he worries about you. I don't know. Maybe he's a, sort of an old fashioned guy, but yeah. he feels like you can't, mm-hmm. like, a woman's not okay unless she's married and has a man to take care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's harping on that a bit. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I feel like it's coming um, from a place of love uh-huh. and not wanting you to be lonely. Okay. Okay. It's kind of sweet. It's, yeah it's sweet, and and I and I feel almost like if if you're doing that because you're worried he's gonna mind, then don't then let yeah. that go because he would like to see you married no, again. I
7: told him before he passed I would never marry. So yeah, you, oh. you know. I, know. Oh, that's I mean, if he... I had one good man, and that was enough for me. Okay, well, <laughs> and your mo- your mother, what was her name? Mary. Mary, were you guys close? Yes. Yeah,
3: um, I I feel her. Oh, she's in your heart. So. Um, I get a sense of uh, a lot of heat and energy on the back of your heart. Mm-hmm. Like like she comes up and, and puts your hand on the back of your heart or or touches you there, and you'll get a sense of heat. Mm-hmm. Um, does that ever happen to you, like right between your shoulder blades, where you feel heat there? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, pay attention to that, because that's mm-hmm. her message to you, that she's with you and that she loves you. And, okay. Um, uh, and I, I don't get, like... Like, she's not, doesn't have a lot of opinions, like your husband had a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But she, she doesn't have that. She's just more like, whatever you do, honey, I love you, yeah. and I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. Well,
7: thank you so much.
1: Right. Thank you for the call. Good night. Have a good one. All right. 508-996-0500. 877-996-1420. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. How are you?
0: Hi, uh, yes. Nice to speak with both of you. I uh, had a question I wanted to ask Lisa. She knew uh, if I would sell my house before the end of this year.
3: If you would sell your house. Um, Yeah. Where where is it? New Haven. New Haven. Has it been on the market for a while?
7: About about
3: two two months recently. About two months. Okay. I do think you'll sell it. I think you'll sell it. You've got, a, you've got an opportunity that's going to come up in the next couple of months where you're going to get an offer that you may take. Um, and if you don't take that one, there's going to be really nothing until the spring. So I get a sense about April um, for you. And so if you can hold out until April, you'll get a better offer. And I think it's like a neighbor or somebody you know or somebody um, local to you that would that wants it for a particular reason that, that – because they know you or because they're, they want a house in that neighborhood or they want a, a, they want to buy it because it's next to somebody else's house. It's like a very local kind of thing. And if you can wait until the spring and that comes around, you'll be happier with the offer that you get. Oh, all right. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, but I, I, I do think, you, you know, you'll have an opportunity though. in November, late October, November, but I'm not sure you're going to like what you get. Okay.
4: All right.
1: That's Thank good. you so much. Thank you. Okay. Right. Okay. And uh, of course, you know, part, I mean, part of that too, though, is is I think people enter into it uh, expecting that that could happen, uh, but they don't want to think about that. You know, they want to try to think about getting that, that price that they have in mind. Uh, but yeah. I think we all know in the deep down, we're we'll resigned to the fact that we're going to have to take less.
3: Yeah. Especially in the market these days.
1: Absolutely. All right. Yeah,
3: but that second one is going to be there's a higher offer because there's some reason why they want it. Like, not just any house, but that
1: house. Right. It's going to be that that fate, you know, that fate intervening. Right. All right. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. Do you have a question for Lisa?
6: Yes, I do, Lisa. Um, Last year or so, I've gone through a lot of health problems in my early 50s, and um, I was starting to bounce back a while ago. And a few weeks ago, I was on my way home late at night and um, saw a situation where a female, I thought she was being assaulted. She was on the ground. She was hurt. I went to help. And somebody in her crew attacked me. And in the last week or so, um, sometimes when I'm either really tired before I want to sleep or when I'm in a deep sleep in a dream, I'm hearing female voices, and, like, they're yelling and screaming. And the only words that make any sense is, get away, get away.
3: Huh. And so... And I'm, well,
6: I'm usually get... a very protective guardian-type person.
3: Yeah, and, tell me again what and happened. You were and driving you home, home, like home? And, and you saw somebody on the side of the road?
6: Uh, 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 I saw her I heard her scream I was a few blocks away She was in the street With a crew of friends I don't know how She ended up in the street She had an injury uh-huh. As I went to help her One of the males That have assaulted me And So I kind of like Doing okay In this past week um, It's just like Really strange yeah. Either just before I fall asleep Or when I'm in a deep deep sleep I'm hearing females Voices I don't recognize Like get away Get away you and picked up a
3: spirit, honey. You picked up a spirit that's hanging around you, um, because you're a big, strong man that rescues women. <laughs> um, and and I get I get the sense of their of your, you know, you have a little bit of a hero or rescuer about you, um, and and some w- female spirit of a, a stuck that like a ghost dead person um, is around you now because you are you have that uh, rescuer rescuing uh rescuing of of stuck women of helpless women and women who need help so there's a spirit kind of hanging around you she needs help um and i get i i don't know what happened to her but something not not so good so she's drawn to you this this ghost is drawn to you as a man who will help her
6: that's okay, what you're that. I'm, I'm just like you, like, just rolling over the stuff and bounce my back and now it, it's got me like like, taking deep breaths, like, when I'm around, like, when I hear any female, like, right now, like, raise their voice for any reason, uh-huh. even, like, just walking around, I freeze. And I'm not yeah. like, used to freezing.
3: Uh-huh. So, so, you know, did that scare you, or are you having a hard time letting go of that experience?
6: I, I, my conflict is, like, maybe I should get gotten involved. Because I've had ai Well, conflicts. I
3: think you should, you know, you probably did what you needed to do, but my, my guess about this is that you've got, a like, a little bit of, I hate to say post-traumatic stress because that's a strong word, but you have some... It
6: reminds me of that. I know exactly what that is. And this is like a version of that. It's almost like... Yes, you have
3: a version of that um, that's lingering in you that's a little bit like... That that experience upset you. And you haven't processed that through yet. And on top of that, you've got a little spirit attachment that's playing on that a little bit. And I think taking care of you got to take care of both sides of that. So if you're feeling upset, you might work with a counselor, get a, you know, some counseling to help you let go of the, the trauma. So people like firefighters and policemen and first responders, when they when they deal with things like that, they get something called secondary trauma, which is when we see somebody's trauma, we get traumatized. And yeah. that creates post-traumatic stress. Almost
6: like when it happens, you're fine, but when you get away from it, there's like bah. exactly.
3: That's really normal. So it's really normal okay. that, that you should experience that. But there, there, you can get help for that. You can get counseling. You can, you know, um, get energy work. You can do this thing called EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Technique, or sometimes it's called tapping. And they use it on um, they use it on war veterans, like people that have been in war situations, and it's really effective at. Um, releasing the trauma, that sort of secondary trauma from the body, and you can actually go on um, YouTube and Google um, on YouTube um, EFT or tapping for for anxiety, and and get some techniques to help you calm that down. Or you can go talk to a counselor
4: okay, about thank it. Thank you very much. Right. Thank
1: you. For yeah, good
3: luck with that. That's a tough one. I feel for you.
1: Well, have a good night. We are. Uh... We are stacked up here on calls, but uh, we, can, we can go lightning round here. <laughs> we have about seven minutes left in the show. Uh, but if you do want to try to get in, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. And if you don't get through, you can always go to lisacampion.com, C-A-M-P-I-O-N.com, and you can book a private reading with Lisa, which will be a lot more intimate, and uh, she won't have to hold back here. And won't have to worry about FCC fines (laughs) either. All right. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. Do you have a question for Lisa?
3: No. I
7: wanted a general reading.
3: Okay. Tell me what your name is.
7: Sabrina Rodriguez.
3: Have you been really sad or depressed about something? Kind of. Yeah. Um... Your energy you field when I look at it has this sort of blacky brown stuff in it that I see on people that are depressed or sad. Um and I I guess that you I would guess that you've been through something really hard. Um are you, are you young too?
4: Mhm.
3: Yeah. I know I don't know what you've been through honey, but it's a lot for a young person. I'm sorry. Like I feel um I feel like my heart is breaking just even looking, you know, at you, you know, psychically. That, that you've been through some heartbreak, really tough, something really hard, um, your spirit guides, there are spirit guides around you, there are angels around you, and they want to tell you to hang in there, that things are going to get better for you soon. The help is coming. That's the message I get. Help is coming. Ener- this energy is going to shift for you. And that um, you would do well to um, take some time to rest, to um like you you need to rest you need to sleep more you need help like you need to get uh support more support for yourself than you're getting um but i think that 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 whatever you're going through it's going to pass and you're going to pretty soon you're going to get to a point where you feel a lot better
4: all
7: right i
3: hope that helps
4: thank
1: you so much all right we'll go right into the next call good evening you're on spooky south coast with lisa campion do you have a question for lisa
5: I Lisa I, I called a, a couple minutes ago about my friend Scott. Yep. um can, is, does he know you're talking to me like because I was a good friend of his?
3: Yeah, yeah, he knows you're talking he knows I'm talking to you. Um, and he I think that he's touched, he's um grateful, he's appreciative that you care. Yeah. Like he's really uh, I don't know, he's telling me like some people don't care. <laughs> some people don't care about him like that that he died or that they don't care that he died that way. And he's kind of he's still kind of mad like he's he's yelling in my ear. Yeah, um but he's really happy that you care. Like you're one of the ones that care. That's what he says to me. And he appreciates yeah, like, that you had, that you care about him.
5: I had the Mario like the spray paint Mario his name on the wall. I, I did that.
3: Wow, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. He knows, he knows that you care. He, All right. he knows wow. you care. Wow.
1: Thank you so much. I need to, to do a private with you.
3: Sure, anytime, honey.
1: Okay, thank you so much for the call. Thank you. All right, good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. Do you have a question for Lisa?
7: Yes, good evening. Uh, Lisa, my husband passed away 10 months ago, and I want to know if he's at peace.
3: What was his name? Roger. Roger. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, yes, he's very worried about you. He's fine, but he's very worried about you. And he's, like, uh, not sure you're okay. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine, yep. You're fine. Okay. So I, I, he's very concerned about you. He's very, like, he's, it's um, hard for him not to be there for you. He's telling me he used to take care of things for you, and he's sorry he can't do that anymore. Um, he's sorry that he left you um, alone because he didn't want to do that. He's more concerned about you than he's fine. Like he's don't. He says, don't worry about him. He, you should worry about yourself. You know that that. What I, I feel like, what a generous man he was. He really, really cared about you, and he was he wanted you to be okay.
4: Yeah.
3: He's totally at peace though, so I don't want you to worry about him. Okay. He made it over fine. He's over there with his. He's, I see him standing um, with a big group of people that look like all of his loved ones, all, all of his ancestors, all of his people that have died before him. He went back to those people, so he's sort of like resting in the arms of his family, and, and he's he's okay. No, no worries. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you so much for the call. Bye-bye. And uh, we, we literally have a minute and a half left here, but you want to try and squeeze one in here? Think sure. Yep. All right. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast with Lisa Campion. Now, what's your question really quickly?
4: Hi,
7: Lisa. I just want to know um, my career path or if someone is around me, if you can sense anybody around me.
3: Your career path or if there's somebody around you? You've got angels all around you. Um, you do have some uh, people that have passed over, um, but they're standing more to the side, though, the spirits that I feel all around you are like your... They feel like bodyguards or, or guides that are walking through life with you to protect you. Um, and they, they want you to know... Okay, so this is the one they want you to tell... They want to tell you about your career choice. Um, do something that you really love. Do something that you care, you care about, even if it seems risky or other people tell you it's not the right thing to do. Are you I getting like-
7: anything specific or...
3: Do you are you thinking about something where you can help people or be involved in people with people like in some possibly. way like possibly yeah, yeah.
4: Po- possibly I was thinking
3: that yeah uh, that's what I would recommend for you that you're a, a people person and you need you, the happiest you'll be in your career is if you can pick a career where you're helping people all right excellent
1: excellent thank you so much for the call
3: thank you very much
1: have a great night good
3: luck you too thanks bye.
1: And uh, we are just about out of time, Lisa, but we want to thank you for joining us, and we'll definitely have you back on again in the future, and and maybe even next time you can come down here and hang out with us in the studio.
3: I totally want to do that. Next time I'm going to come down, we're going to do it live.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, her name is Lisa Campion. Check out her website, lisacampion.com, C-A-M-P-I-O-N.com. And we'll have it linked up on spooky com as well once we get everything uh, settled with that. So, Lisa, thank you, and, uh, and everybody can go to your website and get a private reading with you that way and get a lot more uh, intense and a lot more personal and one-on-one.
3: Thanks, Tim. It was so fun. Thanks for having me
1: on. Have a great night.
4: You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. And uh, we will be back next week. We'll be here uh, with another exciting edition of Spooky South Coast. We'll be talking about the paranormal each and every Saturday night. So be sure to come back here and tune in and check us out on iTunes and YouTube and wherever
4: else you can find us. Until next week, we want you all to stay spooktacular.